Do you have a show or a YouTube channel, podcast, or relevant product that you want to promote at the top of the Elseworlds Exchange? Well, now's your chance, man. For 50 bucks, you'll get a month's worth of plugs at the audio version right here of the Elseworlds Exchange. Right at the top of the show, first thing they'll hear, now it'll probably still be my voice, but you'll write up a short one-minute plug, we'll record it, and toss it at the front of the show. Or, alternatively, for 20 bucks, you can get a month's worth of plugs at the end of the show. Right after you hear us sign off, same deal, one-minute scripted plug for your stuff. How do you take advantage of this incredible opportunity? Just go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top, and fill everything out, and we'll work it out through PayPal. By the way, we do reserve the right to reject or accept based on our own personal taste. I'm not going to plug your Nazi podcast, man, I'm sorry. You know what, I'm not sorry about that, but you're not going to do it anyway. So, go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top of the page, fill everything out, and we'll work it out. Worth it. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. Mysterious, all-powerful character. A problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Hey, folks, and welcome to Off the Rack, the only comic book show with the two of us on it. Hey, I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. Uh, we're going to take comics from this past week, recap and review them, and then tell you what we thought about them. And then, as an added bonus, we're going to recommend some books that are coming out this week that we think you should pick up. Yeah. Uh, so, man, what a light week. <laughs> it wasn't for me. There were, oh, I yeah, had that's a lot, right. I had a lot going on for me, but it wasn't like, you know, one of those, like, big... Showstoppers, I know one of the books got some coverage over on one of the comic book review sites. Really? Well, yeah. Are you talking about the thing that I was talking about? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, don't worry about him. No, I'm just saying, like, so, like, in terms of big, nothing really big. But No, yeah, there was no way for me to, like, really put on eye-catching, show-stopping, like, right. eyeball-grabbing thumbnail. It's just kind of like, here's part whatever of Drowned Earth. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I hear you. I did, the- I did pick up a new um, indie this week, so. Oh, great. Well, that's exciting. So, uh, you got a lot to look forward Brace to. Strap yourselves. in, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, thank you all for checking out the ad that we did at the beginning of last week's episode. Uh, we're not going to do that again until December, because that's when we were apparently supposed to start doing the ad. Uh, and that's why the link didn't work for that some was of you just, guys. That was just... It was a, it was a, it was a, it was a dry it was run. A dry run. We are practicing. A little choppy, but I'm excited, because we gotta, we, we'll got we have Next a real, real good script Next going. Time. But... Uh, uh, but yeah, and welcome, by the way, to all you new and old subscribers. We do appreciate you joining us here on this live special yeah. um, of, of show. And of course, if you're <laughs> catching this later on, you know, that's awesome, too. Yeah. Um, by the I... way, you can catch this show in audio format Ooh. over on uh, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud. Uh, not SoundCloud. No, screw them. Uh, iTunes and Stitcher and all the other places. Right. Like, here's the thing. If you, if you don't want to be distracted by all this... Which is very distracting in a good way. In, in some way, then you just listen to us. Yes, yeah. it's, it's like a hundred percent less visually distracting. This is true. I, you can listen to it. In your I car. can make that claim. Right. Because there's no visual. But so. uh, check that out. Uh, and of course, we also do welcome people who want to use the super chats to participate in the ongoing conversation that we are all in. Uh, for example, Red Samurai jumped in and referred to an earlier uh, reference we made off camera. Uh, where, Sal's, there, where Red Samurai said, Sal, give us some ASMR, please. I already did that off camera, and I'm not going to do it again. Uh, so, no thank you. But uh, but thank you for making the request. And uh, I'm sure we'll see more from Red Samurai in a little bit. I thought you were going to be like, from ASMR. From ASMR. We're not. No. <laughs> no. But, uh, yeah, so let's jump into it. Um, I don't remember if this even came out last week, or if this came out, like, the week before. But I guess it doesn't really matter. Um, so, uh, Marvel Knights came out marvel knights number two mm-hmm. um let me get out of its way hang on oh look at that marvel Knights number two this is a celebration a continuation and an exploration of the marvel knights series that started 20 years ago as it explains the mk20 by the way right 
uh, this series and initiative that Marvel started was the beginning of the mainstreamization of Marvel, the way to get Marvel like into everyone's hearts and minds, and also brought in some of the creators who like influenced Marvel to the point where they became a household name mm. again. Uh, Marvel Knights is a great initiative, and it's an awesome. It was an awesome, neat idea, and now it's a book by Donny Cates. This is interesting. Um, by well, the way, it's not just by him. No, Matt Rosenberg also works on it. Um, th- this this series in particular is odd because okay, so the concept is that like the superheroes have been mind wiped and the world kind of like reshaped seen that before but the idea is it feels like a bigger story than anyone is really giving it but in any event uh basically punisher wakes up and he's in like he's a cop and he's in this like it's the world that he remembers but like all everybody's memories have been altered okay and so his life is different and now he's a police officer but like everyone's memories sure it's not just his memories no it's everybody because he goes and like somehow he gets like a list of people that he needs to wake up and he like goes goes and gets uh, Bruce Banner and he wakes him up and he gets like Matt Murdock and he wakes him up and clearly the book is actually a Daredevil book but Frank Castle for whatever reason is the catalyst and the reason by the way is because uh, Punisher was a Marvel Knight right and okay. not like a team just okay. like he was a his book was cleaned up and fixed through Marvel Knights right um, and Daredevil was too and a number of other books uh, got the Marvel Knights treatment but. This story is just kind of like recapping and explaining how Punisher actually got Bruce Banner in his car, how he found and reached out to Matt Murdock. Uh, Murdock is now aware that he's Daredevil, but doesn't know exactly why he's Daredevil. Right. Nor does he remember like everything. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like he remembers like his his history, but he doesn't remember everybody else's. Okay. It's weird. Okay. Um, but Punisher's next person on his list of people to wake up was Elektra, who is, of course, also okay. a Marvel Knight book. Right. Uh, Elektra is in a different life. She's a totally different person. She doesn't quite remember who she is, but she really clearly does. <laughs> uh, but she's a mixed martial art teacher now. Oh, okay. And she, like, she empowers women and gives them, like, agency and stuff. Sure. So Frank shows up, and she just knocks the hell out of him. <laughs> uh, and kind of reveals that she does kind of remember but is really happy with this. Right, right. She doesn't want to to go into that. No, role. she like has vague recollections. Like she has like scars and she knows that she earned them and okay. like kind of deserved them, but she doesn't necessarily want to go back to that life where like she was killed and resurrected and everything. Okay. So while Punisher and uh Elektra are battling the Hulk who is Bruce Banner in the back of Frank's squad car starts to hulk out. Okay. Uh, but he's not gonna blast out of the car for some reason. He's just hulking. He's just, hey, I, I just want to let you know, I'm, 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 I'm bigger I'm, and I'm greener now, and I'm in here. So you, there's no room. Mm-hmm. She can't come in here. Right, exactly. <laughs> so Punisher's gonna wake. You're gonna go get him when Daredevil shows up. By the way, Daredevil finally is emboldened to be Daredevil. Okay. When he is visited by the ghost or haunted memory of, of Karen Page. Oh. <laughs> Who do you think? Of Christmas past. No, Karen Page. Oh. Uh, his ex-girlfriend and, uh, you know, well, dead ex-girlfriend. Okay. Um, but anyway, he's like, you, you get away from me, Karen. Like, stop bothering me. Like, you're not my memory. Like, you're not real. Yeah. You know what I mean? But anyway, he's like, listen, uh, Frank and Electra, we all need to work together because, like, you know, we three are the only ones who know what's going on. And Electra's like, what do you mean we three? What about her? And Daredevil's like, oh, you can see her? And that's the end of the episode. Oh. And you're like, oh. Issue. Whatever. 
you're like, oh, okay, so, so it's a mystery. And okay. then, and, you know, and in the last issue, they revealed, like, why like, or who was involved. Okay. And it's so, kind of fun. Okay, so what other Marvel Knights do you think will show up in this, or is this it? Uh, I expect to see Moon Knight, uh, Iron Fist, probably Shang-Chi. I mean, like, anyone who was a Marvel Knight or who, who fell under the Marvel Knights banner, I think it's mostly a Daredevil book. Okay, you don't think Strange is going to show up? I think, like... I think Strange ought to show because he was definitely <laughs> under the Marvel Knights banner as well. Hey, I took all your memories. Yeah, it wasn't him. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping a lot more people show up. I wish this was, like, a true Marvel Knights resurrection instead of just being like it's it's cool it's a neat little mystery and it's a fun story and it looks like it's more than marvel was going to do for marvel knights 20th anniversary regardless like right. i think marvel was just happy to let it pass into myth and legend okay and kate's and rosenberg were like this is what made you who you are we yeah, should probably do something do yeah not just release like a crappy photoshopped promo image which is what marvel's famous for uh but I, I think this book is fun and it's a neat idea. It, it has like universal influential story. It's it's bigger than it looks, but it also still feels intimate and 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 street level. Okay. Which is another hallmark of Marvel Knights. Okay. So that's really cool. It is. And the art's not bad and it's a neat story. I just wish that like Marvel could have, like, I don't know. People are really people have been complaining about Marvel for the last few years about right. like they've lost their way and they've forgotten who they are and they need to get their, back to their roots and. Like, clearly, you know, Marvel's been owned by Disney for a number of years, I think four, and so as a result, like, people kind of really were expecting Marvel to get, like, kind of, like, really whitewashed and saccharine and, mm -hmm. and, and, and Disney-fied, but, like, you, the people are still murdered, and they die, and they're slaughtered, and there's still, like, genocide and sex and, like, all kinds of other horrible things. Uh, we don't get smoking, but we didn't get it before, because Kasa's dad died of lung cancer, and he made it so that it wouldn't happen right, anymore. Right. So we haven't had smoking in Marvel Comics for a very long time. Okay. But, like, we got, it looks like Marvel is, for the most part, still Marvel. And as a result, if you're going to go, like, hey, we should probably fix this up and clean it up and make it, like, bring it back to its roots and kind of, like, appease our fandom, mm -hmm. maybe they should have, like, done something with Marvel Knights to make it bigger. Okay, yeah. But... Anyway, it's still cool, and it's and <laughs> at the very least you're getting a neat Marvel Knights book where Daredevil matters. Yeah, that's um, kind of cool. Yeah. So anyway, that was Marvel Knights number two. I recommend it. I think you should pick it up. Okay. I was wasn't I honestly wasn't sure which way you're going to go on that. No, I think so. Okay. <sighs> Thank you. Uh, do you want to take over? Oh, sure. You're like, Please do. You wanna? You wanna? You wanna catch me? Uh, what? No, you're fine. Uh, let's let's talk about Doctor Strange real quick. Let's. Uh, Doctor Strange number seven came out. Oh, I'm sorry. No. We should do the super chats. Oh yeah, we should do those. Forget I said anything. But get ready. Nothing came out. No, no, no. you you got no. it. No. Uh, Alvaro Ferreira saying I love you guys. Thank you for all the entertainment. Well, thank you, Alvaro. We do yeah, appreciate so it, man. Kind. Thank, thank you. you for the for the comment. Silver Cricket, I can't wait to hear the hot takes on West Coast Avengers number four, Weapon H number ten, Carnage Morn, and Dan Slot not understanding what people do in VR chat. Well, I didn't read any of those books, so you're not going to hear anything about it. <laughs> uh, because I dropped West Coast Avengers, I would never read Weapon H, I don't care about Carnage, and I don't read Dan Slot books. So, like, that is why we didn't do those. I legit almost picked up Carnage Morn. I hear that's cool. I really did. I was like, <gasps> and I didn't. There, every, for some reason, Marvel's, like, really trying to make Carnage work. Come on. I don't know why. Uh, but, yeah, I don't read those books. They ain't for me. Um, Red Samurai, Marvel Knights is greater than Avengers. I'm, an, I'm a 90s slash early 2000s kid, so I'm all about Marvel Knights, and I'm really happy that the, about this. And the X-Men are coming back in a badass way, and hopefully the movies reflect this in the future, too. 
Yeah, I hope so too, man. Yeah. Uh, certainly the <laughs> X-Men are going to be back in a big, bad way. Yeah. Uh, for good or for ill, you know, you're going to see, like, an oversaturation of X-Men. People are going to be, like, sick of them by this point. Uh, I think I think you're gonna get like a nonstop X Men, and but what's great about it is you're gonna have so much that like you can pick and choose. You'll be like, yeah, oh, they, I don't want to read about it. It'll be like the PlayStation Two effect. Right. We put out like a thousand games. So you're bound to find something you're gonna. And a percentage read. of them are good. Right, and you're probably gonna buy all of them. So gotcha. <laughs> and uh, D M O M O. Okay. Saying I love you guys. Oh, thank you. Thumbs up. Thank you so much, man. Uh, now, uh, Doctor Strange, I believe. Oh, Doctor Strange number seven came out this week. Um. Uh, written by Mark Wade with uh, art by Javier Pina and Andres Guinaldo. <laughs> yeah. I am just terrible. Um, it's funny. It's very obvious that there's two different people working on this book because part of this book looks lazy mm. and part of this book looks fine. Damn. Um, so none of it's, like, awesome. Not really. In the new Drowned Earth, there's some parts where, like, the art's, like, fine. Yeah. And then there's other parts where I'm like, cool! Yeah. No, this I was just like, all right, whatever. Like, I just... It was better because the the art I didn't care for was in the front of the book. Okay. And then by the back, I was like, all right, we improved. Oh, it got a little so, better. So, yeah, I was like, but mm -hmm. it's unfortunate. It's just not up to par for me. Yeah. Um, we've been dealing with uh, Wade's character, Casey Kinmet. I always say this wrong. And, um, yeah, Kinmont. I always want to say Kimmet. I don't yeah. know why, but it's not. It's Kinmont. Okay. Um, who was like an apprentice of his back in the day. And she sold her soul or gave her soul away in order to save Strange, blah, blah, blah. And then was completely forgotten about by every other writer who ever wrote again. Yep, pick up the Doctor Strange, The Doctor is Out yeah. book by Mark Wade, which I, which we said very early on. When when they said Mark Wade's taken over, we're like, this character that it's he created and, and then got rid of at the end of that series and no one decided to use yeah. is totally coming back. And, and she did, behold, and she, she did. did. And turns out, like, you know, she was freed from, like, this thing, and then, like, she, but she has no soul. And she was freed by Baron Mordo. Oh, no! And, like... Because she has no soul, she's all, like, crazy and, like, has only one goal, and that's, like, to destroy Strange, and she's built up an arsenal, and she's going after him, and she has a Ciderac stone. What? Yeah. She's so she's a juggernaut? Yep. <laughs> um, so she's unstoppable on top of it, um, and in this issue, we see Strange figure out how to stop her, essentially, to, like, calm her down, because, like, he's trying to fight Mordo yeah, and her at the same time. How is he going to beat, like... If he knows how to defeat her with a with a Ciderac stone uh -huh. or the crystal Ciderac, then shouldn't he be able to defeat the he, Juggernaut? He's not trying to defeat her; he's trying to reach her. So what he does is he takes a piece of his soul and Kana's soul, his like alien friend. Oh friend yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Bat's soul, even though he's dead. Um, no, he's not dead. He's a dog. He's a dog. Um, wait, is he dead? Yeah, he's a ghost. Yeah, what am I talking about? But like, still, that that like that's what weirded me out. I was like, how did you take his, he's dead. Yeah. Doesn't he need all of that? Right, because isn't, aren't we seeing his soul? Isn't like, that what we're what? looking at? So he takes a little piece of all of them and he puts them into Casey and that brings her back because she has a soul then so she feels bad. A soul? Well, part of a soul. But not hers. Like pieces of souls. So as long as the soul inhabits your body, yeah, it will you, keep you, feel you bad. It'll you keep feel, you regular. You feel bad. Yeah, it's, just, it's fine. Okay. Um, so essentially, um, she ends up like coming down and like, you know, Bats Mordo, not Bats, but like gets Mordo out of there, um, and he's just like, "What are you?" Because like Mordo's working for someone, obviously yet again, because Mordo is incapable. Why does it make Mordo the bad guy? He can't be because he has to be. So he's got to have be an agent. Of he's got to be an agent. He's no, but I'm not just like a subservient of him. I'm like it's like a pure thing. It's fine, whatever. Um, Never equals. But like the idea is that like there is a new un like unknown bad guy coming for Strange. 
<clears throat> we don't know who it is, and uh, Casey can't tell us who it is because Mordo put like enchantments on her, even though she's like super powerful and like can do whatever she wants. It's it's fine. Mm -hmm. She can't tell him. Okay. He's gonna find out on his own as sure. as the book goes on. Um, Bats says that like while Casey was pretending to be Doctor Strange, that like she would spy on them in space. Okay. And so like Bats kind of knows what was going on, and he mentions the whole Infinity Stone thing and how like he, took he got the Kana's, Time Stone and how he took Kana's memories of it. Oh and, no! And, so like, she knows now. Yeah. So she gets mad at him, but then like they're fine. Wow. They're fine. Like she's like she's like this is but she does give him some crap. She's like, why do why people always leave you? It's because of, like crap like this. Like that's why you're alone. Or because you think you're better than other people, or well, you think you're smarter than them, and yeah, you make choices for them. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, actually, no, they're not fine. She leaves. Sorry. <laughs> she leaves yet again. But she's like on Earth, so I'm like, where are you gonna go? Yeah. I guess back home. She doesn't really she's have got a lot of no, bills. She hates her home. I know. Her planet doesn't like. She had to go back into space, so she had to take the ship. I oh, guess. Kana, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. No, Casey first. left. Well, she, she, she's out of so book now. Mark, Mark Wood brings her back. Does this whole thing being like, whatever Gives her pieces happened? of other people's souls? Yep, and like, whatever happened to her? And she's mad at Strange, and then she's like, no, it's fine. Like, I forgive you. We're good. I have to forgive you. We're, we're totally cool. What, anyway, gonna... I gotta go and find my soul, and I have to do it alone. So, good luck. Bye. Oh, she's gonna go look for her soul. Yeah, and she's like, and I'll she be... has like magic powers, right? She's got like an arsenal, so she's like, I'll be back when like I can make up when, make up, when I can make amends for things. Okay. This book felt so rushed. How weird. I guess maybe he's getting on. Maybe Mark Wade's being like kicked off the book. I don't know what it is. Like, it's just like and like the entire time Mordo keeps screaming about and like she mentioned this too that like she's the price that he had to pay and like Mordo's like hey you were on space casting all these spells and I was like he was using a lot of items but I guess fine whatever and he's just like you didn't pay the price and, you bought, and I'm like are we at, are we retconning his price paying I don't thing know now? if we're retconning that or he's trying or Wade thinks he's referencing what Aaron did or he's gonna make up something else because he's just like I want right. to do my own price thing I can't tell where he's going with this right now but I'm not thrilled right it sounds like <laughs> I mean like. The, the fact they're doing the whole, like, uh, magic has a cost thing again, yeah. I mean, like, it doesn't, it sounds more like because it's Mordo and because he says magic is a price that he's really forced yeah. to make it about the movie, but Yeah, whatever. I don't know. And I don't like the new costume change, personally. I'm just not a fan Isn't of it. Isn't it back to his old costume? No, he's wearing, like, this black outfit that he must have picked up when he was um, at the Magical Forge. Like, mm. So... Yeah. I mean, so it's closer it's, to his regular suit. Now it's him suit. and Bats again, and whatever. Okay. So, it, I don't know. It's... Right. It's fine. Fine. It's not a super recommend for me, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I, I found myself enjoying the What If Magic oh, yeah. book more than I did this issue. Check so that out, that's by that's not great, so... All right. Anyway, moving on. Mm -hmm. I don't want to harp on it. That's fair. Moving on. Uh, jumping into the Super Chats... Jamolton... Uh, Jamolton Kapunki says, big fan of the channel, keep up the awesome work and great content. Well, thank you, man. Oh, thank you so much. That's so kind of uh, you. Sorry about not being able to do your name properly. Uh, that's my fault. It's not your fault. You have a cool name. Yes. It's my fault for not being able to read it properly. I'm rubbing off on him. It's true. <laughs> my inability to pronounce names. Ah, <laughs> yes. But uh, but thank you so much, man. Uh, so, yeah, jumping back into the books that we've read, I guess we can talk about Justice League, because who cares? Like, no, I need to do it because I actually wanted to read it this week, trying to get back into it, um, and I just did not get my opportunity. So let me catch up with you. Yeah, uh, this is one of those like Legion of Doom books, correct? Like this is where like we're jumping in. No, because it's the Drowned, which is an event. Oh, so we're not doing the thing. Not really. We're doing okay. a little, little bit. A little bit of the thing. A little bit because the book opens with a little bit of like a retconning origin for Black Manta. Oh. But it's mostly. What involves Manta Ray, his cousin? His cousin Manta Ray. Who sells used cars? Yep. Or boats? 
<laughs> Come on down to manta rays. <laughs> Drowned Earth is a like mini event that is spanning a few books. Uh, mm-hmm. It's fun. The Earth is covered in water. Okay. Old gods from space have shown up and turned people into fish, into fish yeah. so that they don't drown when the world is covered in water. Which, I gotta tell you, if, Clever. Like, if you're gonna have an old god show up and, like, change your world like this, that's just that's just being considerate right there. In it's terms true. of, as old gods go, you're not guaranteed that kind of luxury no. most of the time. So, you know, let's, right. let's not be too hard on them. It's true. Uh, the Legion of Doom breaks into the Hall of Justice to steal the totality, uh, while the rest of the Just League is splintered. Uh, okay. Wonder Woman and Aquaman have gone into like That's, the Graveyard of the Gods. That to, looks awesome. Yeah, and the art for the Graveyard of the Gods stuff is dope. Uh, this is, so the old gods like banished Poseidon to the Graveyard of the Gods. Where is the Graveyard of the Gods located? In another dimension or something. You need like a special like- It must be a separate one from uh, Olympus. Yeah, because you, you need like a special like boat a magic boat to get there. Oh, that's, that's very Greek. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, Aquaman's powers have been in, stolen by the old gods and imbued into uh, Black Manta. So Aquaman was powerless, so they go to uh, Poseidon and they're like, please give Aquaman some special powers. And uh, Poseidon uh, like- Poseidon's like, dude, do you see me? Right, look at me, I'm totally a wreck. <laughs> but uh, he basically does, like he, he he like blasts him or stab. He stabs him with his trident, and Aquaman gets cool tattoos. But like we still haven't seen like a really good expo- exploration of his powers. And in fact, like they attack him for his trouble. And Poseidon's like, "No, you don't get it. I'm trying to help you out." And then he tells the origin of like the of of uh, Ak- Akron, Arion, Arion, the savior of uh, of Atlantis, and like this like folklore hero of theirs who okay. helped with Poseidon to defeat the old gods in the first place, the space okay. gods. Um, this is so weird, the idea of having, like, Poseidon be present and the old gods not being... Well, they're space gods, so they're not even, like, our gods. Okay. They're gods from space. The they're, idea is they're, they're like... not like the Titans, or I'm like... They're kind of like Titans, but, like, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Because, like, okay, so Arion and Poseidon... The, the, the lore goes that Arion and Poseidon teamed up to defeat these, like, invading ancient gods and okay. banish them in the graveyard of the gods. Sure. Uh... That's all bullshit. And Poseidon is like, no. Uh, as it turns out, like I gave Arion a bunch of like knowledge, and he uh, and and he basically like found, he he loved the idea of like the of the ocean and uniting the seas. And I told him about how like there were other beings, and so he wanted to like talk to them and stuff. And then like these three like gods answered the call, and I was like. Yeah, but like I, I don't really like the idea of there being like something I don't really get or understand or or have control over. Okay. So he's like really, really wary of it. So he poisons Arion's mind against the idea that these three benevolent gods who are coming to help unite the oceans mm-hmm. are actually benevolent. So he makes he poisons his mind into thinking that they're invaders. Okay. And then, uh, so Arion, using like the knowledge and effort imbued in him by Poseidon, basically whips up like some great and awesome horrible weaponry including like the tear of the damned or something but the point is like they 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 commit horrible sins and oh the the tear of extinction is what okay. it's called uh but they totally mess up these three gods and banish them into the into the graveyard of the gods. Sure. Uh, With Poseidon? N- uh, no. Uh, the, the graveyard of the gods kicked Poseidon into the graveyard. Uh, the, the the three gods kicked Poseidon in there. Oh, okay. Um, no, Poseidon's only been in the graveyard of the gods for a few days. That's rough, man. Yeah, and he's like, and he basically says something to that effect where he's like, 
So, yeah, like, because at some point or another, uh, Aquaman's like, well, what if we just, like, told them that we're sorry and that, like, they're, they're, you know, that everything's cool again? And he's like, here, the problem is, look at me. I've been here a couple of days, and they were there when, like, time wasn't even recorded yet. So they're, like... So they're completely out of their minds. Gotcha. Okay. And there's no way we can do <laughs> oh, it. Oh, yeah, just gonna... Hey, hey, hey. Uh, we're sorry. Right. Hey, listen, I, I just found out about what Poseidon and Arion did to you. Even Arion wasn't really at fault, so we're really sorry about that. Right, here's an iTunes gift card. Right. Can't get you caught up on some stuff. Yeah. Help you, help you get over it. Enjoy, you know? But uh, it's pretty dope. Uh, basically, so Wonder Woman and, and uh, Aquaman want to do that. Uh, the Legion of Doom breaks into the Hall of Justice to get the to get the totality, which is in the form of like a doorknob. Uh, they use it to break a key, which destroys the graveyard of the gods. They, they, immediately, they've already gotten the totality. Like, they, oh yeah, the no, Justice League so only hard. had it for a certain amount of time. The, the Justice League is a bunch of ineffectual morons. Uh, Batman puts on a cool uh, Lex Luthor armor that they have in the Hall of Justice's like armory. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually one of my favorite moments. Not moments in the book. The best moments are the ones with Poseidon. Yeah. My favorite line in the book is Snyder slash Tinian have been trying to make Batman funny for the last like 10 years and it's never worked and they've never been good and all the quips he's had in Justice League have been not like either from they go from groaners Mm -hmm. to like I really need to cancel reading this book like those are how (laughs) bad they are but uh, anyway Joker and Grodd are in there to go like help Luther get everything and uh, what was it Grodd says something like Luther I can't work with Joker anymore you gotta get him out of here and then Batman shows up and he's like, visiting hours are over, but I think there's an exhibit or two left I could show you. Which I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, and then he says, like, right over here we have the part where the, the hall where Batman kicked the asses of the <laughs> That's, I really, yeah. That's, it's great. All right. He does not back it up at all. Uh, he instead, oh. uh, he, 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 he beats up the Joker a little bit and then Lex Luthor's like, but I'm smarter than you. And remember when I used to be the Superman character in the Justice League? Well, that was lame. Bye. And they teleport out of there. So, uh, meanwhile, um, the old gods, uh, they're the, the, the space gods or whatever. Uh-huh. They, they're, they're going to mess everything up. The, the, what was it? Mera is helping Flash uh-huh. and... Because he looks like he's having an okay. Well, Flash, oh, he's becoming a fish man. Yeah, Flash got infected with this disease that's affected all the humans. But he's so fast that he can like kind of like metabolize a little differently to, to kind of keep it at bay. So he's half fish man, half Flash. Superman also like got hurt in the eye. And he has this like really stupid looking eye patch that also is the crest of the House of L on it. He's going with Batman branding. It's just like, okay, here's the thing. Really quick like aside. Um, when you do something in comics where you know that when someone goes back and looks at it they're gonna go wow that's cemented in time Mm -hmm. try to make it representative of the time that it's from or at the very least try to make it as cool as you think it can be right like when uh, Superman fought Doomsday again in Hunter Prey and Motherbox gave him a cool new costume yeah. That was as cool as the 1990s could have mustered, right? Mm-hmm. He has the gambit head sock, he's got straps, and a energy sword, and all kinds of other bullshit, and he looks like a moron. But he looks like a moron by the standards of today compared to the standards of 1995 right. or 97, where, like, that was awesome. And anybody who was reading that comic genuinely thought, this is really cool, unless you, like, were already contextualizing that time and you thought, this is really trying too hard. Right. In any event... The moments where Superman is, like, springing into action with this stupid eye patch make him look like a chump. And there's no way that anyone thinks that looks cool. 
And it's just like, from now until Doomsday, when anyone looks at Superman in this sequence, they're gonna go, why is it so stupid? <laughs> like, why isn't it just an eye patch? Why does it have to also have a redundant Superman S on it? Anyway, it's just a, it's a minor gripe, but it's representative of the problems that I see with comics all across the, uh, the, the you know, the modern landscape. In any event, Mera basically becomes a total badass, and she winds up getting the Tear of Extinction. Oh, that's and awesome. And forging it into a sword, nice. and then stabs one of the gods. And the gods, by the way, Black Mant is awesome, he's hilarious, he's like, okay, I'm in charge, let's, let, or I, I, I'm serving to you, but I still have Aquaman powers, and it's friggin' dope. And he's like, he because people are fishmen, Man, men now he can manipulate the fishmen and make them go and attack them. Okay. But uh, one of the uh, old gods gets stabbed by the the tear of extinction sword, and and he's like, "We gotta go." And Black Man is like, "We are literally about to win. We are like right there." And the old god's like, "Nope, we're out. This thing almost killed all of us. We're leaving." <laughs> so nope, they bail, nope, nope. much to the chagrin of Black Manta. <laughs> um, so uh, Aquaman and. Wonder Woman are going to leave. Poseidon gives Aquaman his trident. Nice. And he's like... Why don't they take him with them? That's what they beg him to do. And Poseidon's like, the graveyard of the gods is being destroyed because Cheetah and Luther destroyed the key that kept it from falling apart. So everything's going to fall apart and die. And so Poseidon uses his last ounce of energy to blow the ship out of the graveyard and back into our So Poseidon's reality. dead? So Poseidon friggin' dies in the coolest panel that I've seen in a Justice League book in oh. about probably five or ten years. Who did this art? Uh, we'll have to go to the front page and find out. Oh, God. So, so this is on the end. I know. DC loves to... This is DC's answer to Marvel's, like, let's put the, the context page to tell you what the hell's happening. DC's like, no! Well, we will give you the credits at the end of the book. Yeah, they're there. It doesn't tell me who's doing who. No, so it should. It up. It's Fraser Irving and Bruno Redondo. Redondo and Irving and Sonny Go. For colors. Oh, wow. So it's one of those two. I'm going to look them up because one of them... Yeah. Go look them up right, right. while you're talking. So, uh, oh, um, so Black Manta is pissed that he doesn't get his revenge, but the old gods are like, okay, well, they have the thing that kills us. We gotta, we gotta, we either need to bail or make up with these people. And Black Manta's like, no, this is, no, I want to kill Aquaman. Okay. He's like, I heard that you guys, like, have this thing called, like, the Death Kraken, which I think is a contradiction. Like, not, it's kind of a, kind of a redundancy. Of yeah, like, a Kraken kind of means death. Yeah. But we need to know that it's a way better Kraken than the Kraken from, like, Clash of the Titans. Anyway, but he's like, I heard that you guys can, like, summon the Death Kraken. Why don't you do that? And they're like... But the Death Kraken could kill all of us. That seems like a little, like, that seems too extreme. Right. We're gods from space. It should be enough, but we're afraid of this sword, so no. Uh, so anyway, Black Man is really convincing, and they decide they're going to release it. He goes, oh, oh, wait, 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 before you do, let me say it. And so no. he says, release the Death Kraken. And so the Death Kraken has been awakened. I know. God damn it. These guys are very pleased with themselves. Oh, I think it's Fraser Irving. Wow, he's so good. Right? Ah. So, yeah. Oh, my God. He did that image? I have his image on a shirt. Oh, yeah. Doctor Strange. That thing is dope. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, anyway. Hi. Uh, Hello. It's the lowest point, I guess. You know, uh, Poseidon won't help them because he's dead. Everybody's screwed. People are fishmen. And if, oh, and if they, if, if Flash succumbs... 
They're toast. Why? Because he's so fast. Which is actually kind of acknowledgement of something that, like, if you if you OP the Flash. Yeah, but isn't Superman also fl- fast? Not that fast. He could be. Barry Allen is so fast, he can think in attoseconds. How fast is he? He's so fast that it, it's impossible to write Flash stories. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, the book is cool, and... It, uh, it, and it's forgivably short, and it's coming out on time, and, you know, it's, it's fun. Okay. And it's a neat idea, and it's a cool, it's a cool way to, like, get everybody, like, on board for Aquaman, and also a way to give them some tattoos, like you see in the movie, Aquaman. Okay. Yeah, gotta do I that. saw that. I definitely noticed that. Gotta do that. Gotta get it looking like the movie. I'm shocked that Venom didn't get, like... That awful, crappy, white crap from the $800 million making movie Venom in the comics. I'm shocked. Shocked. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Justice League. Check it out. It's cool. Uh, the book's good. And, it, you know. And, and it manages to do the, the thing where, like, it, it stays a Justice League book about the totality. Mm-hmm. But it also manages to... Um, to continue the the event. All right. So, do you recommend? Yeah, check it out. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Oh no no no! If you if you want to read a cool event that's like forgivably short, coming out on time, starring Aquaman and has a bunch of like world-ending neat stuff, check it out. How many more do you have? That's it. What? Those are all the books I read. I should have done more. I looked week. at the list and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> so Mr. and Mrs. X number five came out this week. This kind of wraps up the arc they were working on called Love. Well, yeah, I, I didn't know it was called Love and Marriage, but... We have two and a half hours of back issues that I needed to edit. It's true. And I... It's true. So, <laughs> and uh, it's done, and it'll be out for patrons tonight. So let's let's talk about Mr. and Mrs. X real quick. Uh, written by Kelly Thompson with art by Oscar B- Basil Dua. Yeah, Basil Dua. Basil Dua. He's, Basil Dua. He's... <laughs> Um, now, you just heard me talking about how great I thought uh, Fraser Irving's art was, which was very different, very stylized, very, like, intense and moody. Um, I find uh, Oscar's art to be amazing as well, but in a totally different way. It's very comic book in a right. way, but I think it's just beautiful, and I love it, and I think it really fits this book. Sweet. Quite a bit. Um, when last we left Rogue and Gandit, um, obviously they had had that, that egg thing. They, they just got married. They're on their honeymoon. Kitty Pride needs to get something. It's an egg, it mm-hmm. turns out. Deadpool's involved for a little bit, and then he goes away. Yep. Um... The egg, as it turns out, is actually a being, yes. a, a, a humanoid, mm-hmm. um, who is uh, appearing as an egg, because that's one of her powers, yep. um, and it's the offspring of Lilandra and Xavier, going by the name of Xandra. She's desperately sought after by various um, factions of the Shi'ar Empire, right. and Cerise is meant to be taking care of her, and has been taking care of her, mm-hmm. um, gets involved with this. Rogue and Gamut are now intimately involved with everything that's going on. There's a huge battle going on on, on like this planet, and, um, like, Corsair and everybody shows up. Like, everybody shows up. Hey, you gotta do... If you're doing an X-Men book that takes place in space, you gotta go use it all. Yeah. You gotta get the Star Jammers, you gotta get the Shi- the, the Imperial Guard, you gotta yep. get everybody. And they're there. They're there. Um, and including, like, uh, Warbird, she shows up, too. Everybody's yeah. there. Got him. Everybody's there. Why not? And in the last issue, what we saw happen was that it looked like... Rogue touched Xandra's face in order to take her powers and hopes face yeah. um, and hopes of kind of because like the conflict was not going well. They were clearly losing. Like Corsair did show up and try to help out, but it wasn't going well. Right. And um, then like she and Xandra just explode. Yes. And like Gambit is like I I can't believe this. Right. Like it can't no like we literally we just 
Like, yeah, we just got married. We finally got married. It's been going okay, kind of, in a yeah, way. Plus, both the, like, because what was it? Uh, Zandra looks like Rogue, right? No, not anymore. She took that appearance on for a while. Oh, that's right. Because she can change what she looks like. Yeah. Um, but she's also, like, some sort of telepath, got essentially. Um, she's got something going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure, perhaps her name isn't Zazandra. No, she just went with Zandra. All right? Not Zazandra. Missed opportunity. No, it's not. <laughs> So anyway, after that happens, Gamma's just like like on the ground, like trying to come to terms with what's just happened, and everyone else is kind of like, "Well, it looks like it looks uh, like you look. Well, it sounds like a personal problem. Yeah, it sounds like uh, we don't want to deal with this. So yeah, because uh, you're gonna probably freak out. Yeah. So like the guards, like Ceres, we're not gonna arrest you. We'll tell like Gladiator, whatever, and like she's just like tell Gladiator that like he's doing a good job and he's honoring like the Shi'ar or whatever. Fine, cool, whatever, yeah. and they leave. And then, like, Corsair's like, so should we, like, hang out? Do you want us to, like, take you back to the ship, you and Gambit? Mm-hmm. And, like, Ceres is like, I think he needs a minute. You should probably go. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to help. No. I guarantee it. <laughs> so they leave, and then Gambit's just like, I, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. And then, like, out of nowhere, Rogue and, like, Xandra show back up. Oh, yay. And he's just like, is this, are you, are you real? And she's just like, yep. Like... So here, and then we get to see, like, we end up seeing what happened, where it was like the battle was going all wrong, and it wasn't like going well. And Sandra was like, "Rogue, I have a plan." Mm-hmm. But like, oh, in her mind. Well, no, she actually talks to her, and then she oh. puts the idea in her head. She's like, uh-huh. and, and Rogue's like, "I have to tell Remy so that he doesn't get upset." And she's just like, "You can't, we can't risk that like someone won't find out about yeah. it. Like, it's we have to do it like right now." Right. Okay. And so Rogue ends up do, touching her face and all that, and Sandra makes it look like they exploded right. into nothingness to to get everybody to leave, and they do in fact leave. Mm-hmm. So then, like, um, Cerise is, like, in Cer- Yeah. What? Cersei? I call her Cerise. I don't remember. S-C-E-R-I-S-E. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think that's how you spell her name. Now you're making me doubt myself. It doesn't matter. It's Because I was like, because that, that character, I only really know from, like, trading cards and, like, really old X-Men books. Cerise? Whatever you want to call it. Anyway, so, um... Epitome? <laughs> no. Um, so Gambit's really upset with Rogue. Oh yeah, for lying. He's well, for like, like letting him think. He's that like, she died. I thought you died. You're such a you're like. We just got married. Just to share everything. Like, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. you couldn't tell me. Like, yeah. I thought you were gone. Right. And he like storms off in a huff, and she goes after him. And Xandra's like, should we go? And and Teresa's like, no. Mm. No, we should stay right here. They, this is like a big girl and big boy problem. We're not gonna be involved with this. Mm-hmm. So then like. Rogue is like trying to convince him. She's just like, "You would have done the same for me if it was reversed. Like you would have like done it to protect me, which is what I was doing was to protect you." And she's just like, "You gotta calm down." And he's like, "You gotta stop telling me how to feel." And then like Gambit starts like not being able to stand, and like mm-hmm. he feels funky. Oh no! And like <clears throat> we see Rogue, and like there's like this crazy power emanating from her. And she's like, "I'm not touching you," but like it's like the effect of her powers is happening to him anyway, uh-huh. seemingly. So, inevitably, like, Gambit's able to get the collar, like, her little, like, power oh, inhibitor collar, collar, yeah. and she puts it on, and, like, kind of collapses, and, like, freaks out, because this is, like, her worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's been bad, but now it's, like, I can't control my power. Right. Oh, okay, I see what we're doing. So, it turns out what happened was, when Ceri- when she touched Cerise, something happened. Yeah. And she's, like, I'm broken. And, like, Cerise is like, you're not broken. Yeah. Like, eh, whatever, you're not. 
So like. No, but we're we're reestablishing Rogue. Remember when Rogue couldn't control her powers? Yeah, I guess. Like, I guess that was more interesting than Rogue being able to control. Well, her hang on. So uh, Cerise, Cerise, whatever. Uh, Gambit's like, all right, go go take Xander. You two teleport back to the ship and then fly the ship back here and pick us up. Mm-hmm. And I I'll get Rogue together because she's not doing well. Right. And like Xander's like, oh, did I hurt her? And he's like, no, she's just in shock because like she's just so like defeated. Like right. there's no point in her living basically mm-hmm. in her in her eyes. So um. At that point, like, she's just laying on the ground. She's got Gambit's coat from their, like, crazy, like, Shi'ar outfits kind of thing. Oh, cool. And um, we see this great panel of her, like, laying down, and then, like, Gambit just lays down next to her, and he's just like, hey, this probably isn't a good time, but I'm going to do it anyway. And, like, he basically, like, pulls out of his pocket, um, like, a set of rings Mm. that uh, Bling made for them. Okay. And so he's just like, they weren't ready when we got married, but like he gave them, like we got them now, and so like I'm gonna give it to you. And he's just like, here's here's my thinking. You're clearly having an issue with your powers, and I think you're gonna push back at me with all the like the force that you have, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna let you do that. So we're putting these rings on. Right. Like he's just like, no, we're married. Yeah. And that's it. Like there's yeah, nothing, we're not gonna undo. No it. amount of you punching me or pushing me away is gonna like end us. Mm-hmm. So like he gives her her ring, and he puts his ring on, and then they go up to the ship. And, well, first they make out a little bit. Oh. They kiss. And um, Xandra explains to Rogue, she's just like, I don't know what went wrong, mm-hmm. but, like, you're not broken. It's almost like your powers have evolved. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's just something you're going to have to learn how to live with and take control yeah. of. And instead of it being like, oh, Rogue can't control her powers, she just makes, a, like, a joke about it. She's like, that's the story of my life. Yeah, exactly. And she's just like, yep, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And then Rogue and Gambit go home, and um, they go to his, like, penthouse apartment, and like it's like it's very it's very clean. It's like it's nice because it looks like it's like a place they can make for them like for it, it's one a another. Blank, it's a blank canvas. Yeah, in a sense. And like he's just like okay, so you know here we are. And like his three cats show up. Mm. He, he has three cats, and uh, it's Oliver, Lucifer, and Figaro. Mm-hmm. And he's just like they're the boys. Like don't be upset if like they don't like take to you right away. They're <laughs> kind of funky. And like he turns around and they're immediately like all over her. And, like, Aww. petting her and purring. And he, and he says something really sweet. He's like, or they've been waiting for you to, to come in their, their whole lives. Aww. I was like, that is so sweet. And, like, it's this really interesting sequence where it's the two of them on the opposite ends of the room and, like, talking about what to do next. Because it's like, they got married. They had their honeymoon full of, of course, like, you know, you know crazy space sex, basically. Yeah. And then this happened. And now they're back. And it's just... How do like? Yeah, where do we go from here? Yeah, where do we go from here? Like, it's always like it's always been crazy, and I'm sure it will be continue to be crazy. But now they have this moment where it's just the two of them. Yeah. And they decide they're like, we never really had an engagement party. We should do that. Oh, okay. And so like the next issue teases that like they're gonna throw like a little engagement party. That's I'm guessing cool. It's gonna be a mini palate cleanser to the next. To the next arc. That's fun. And like I really enjoyed this arc quite a bit. Like I thought it was a nice way to kind of like introduce them being married, see the kind of couple that they're going to be, and then to kind of end it on this note of, like, normalcy, in a sense. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. I thought it was really sweet. I thought it was really well-written. Um, really reminded me of a, like, a better version of the style of, like, drama you'd see in the X-Men animated show. And right. obviously from earlier X-Men comics and such like that. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, the drama's there, but it's not, like... It's not like every page is angst filled. It's just no. Like, it's just it's just actual melodrama. Yeah, that you expect from an and like book. for me, it also like helped. I think too that it's just like when you pair Rogue and Gambit up, like you already know what you're in for in a sense. <laughs> yeah. And like as soon as Gambit's there, you're like, hijinks are gonna ensue. He's gonna mess up something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like 
So when things do go wrong, it it's not out of the ordinary. Exactly. It's like, no, of course it did. Of yeah. course your plan failed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you know. No, that's true. It's just it, it's I, I found it to be a very endearing arc. Yeah. Um, and something for I think people who maybe aren't looking to be as entrenched in the X-Men right now until maybe they get things settled for where the X-Men is going right now. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of an interesting uh, book to take on if you just want to have some contact with the X-Men. Right. Okay. That sounds great. I love it. Thanks. So it's a recommend? I, th I say it's a recommend. Nice. Um, I have two more. Do you really don't have anything else? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but uh, Kevin Kruger has something oh. to say. He says, hey, y'all, I'm getting a package for y'all. It's going to be extra cool. There's something for each of y'all. Have fun. Well, thank you so thank much. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, and uh, Silver Cricket also up Spider-Geddon. It was really confusing because I didn't read the two tie-ins. Norman Osborn Spider-Man did a bad thing and Spider-Woman got a rock. Yeah, well, I'm glad I'm reading that book. Which did she, did oh, wait, she, I'm not. Did she wear a um, ghost costume that had too many holes in it? Right. Did she have some problems with the scissors? <laughs> I, I got, got a rock. rock. Um, I, I really am not a fan of books that require you to read the tie-ins. Yep. If it's that important as you go in the main book. I agree. Anyway. The tie-ins should just give depth. By yes. the way, I did read uh, this Peter Parker spectacular Spider-Man tie-in with Spider-Geddon. How was it? Fine. Spider-Man fights Morlun. Again! Does he win? Yeah. <laughs> but, well, maybe he won't, because J. Jonah Jameson might muck it all up, because Jameson's been, like, Spider-Man's best friend and trying to make things work. They're going to set it up where Jameson's going to get mind-waved at the end of this whole series. You know it's coming. They should they should do a like one shot issue where like Jameson either has a horrible dream or gets put into a random other place where he's Spider Man mm -hmm. and like there's yeah. someone else who hates him. Right, that'd be great. <laughs> I, I I really do believe that like because they've been doing this thing with Jameson where it's like Jameson knows who he is and he's been like trying to help him. Oh no. And he's like okay, I'll help you. Yeah. And he's been really bad at it. Yeah. And um, I think that like the lesson here is that like Jameson's actually more trouble. Like as his friend, then and then he is yeah. as his enemy. Right. So they're gonna unmake it. Like right. I think they're gonna like make it so that Spider-Man's like, no, I'm gonna take away your memory of me, right. so that you right. can like go back to being yourself. Okay, that's fair. Anyway, uh, that's all a little right, mini so review for you. There you go. Uh, two more books. One, I'll start with the indie book, um, Middle West. Uh, number one came out this week from Image, uh, written by Scotty Young with art by Jorge Corona. Mm. Um, so I don't know where this book is going to go. I am hoping that like the perceived depth that it has is actually going to come to fruition. Okay. Um, it's about a young boy. First of all, by the way, if you're looking for something like super illustratory, I know it's I said it a lot. It looks very much like it, it, it's, it's a very lovely looking book. Okay. Um, a little gritty in there. Um, it's about a young man, young man, oh. um, in the Middle West, who um, basically like has a really rough home life. His dad is a jerk, mm -hmm. and I and I don't mean like you know um, like God country kind of jerk, where it's just like oh his health is failing. Yeah. he's just he's an just asshole. Like yeah. he's just not a good guy. Um, and um, we we are introduced to Abel, where like he's having a dream about like this crazy like tornado giant thing okay and he wakes up and his dad is there and he like gives him a bunch of shit because like it's 8 45 and he slept through his alarm because he's mm. a paper boy and like so like he missed giving his uh or giving out his papers and then a couple people called finding out trying to where ugh, trying to find out where they are yeah and um so like he's just like i'm gonna i'll fix it i'm gonna go and deliver it and he's just like you know you said you were ready for this job blah blah, blah. and like it seems like he's actually like being legit and then Abel responds with like, 
out of the five years I've been doing this, I've overslept twice. Mm. You don't focus on the fact that I can do this job. And I'm like, oh yeah, he's just, yep, he's just a jerk. Mm-hmm. He's just a tremendous jerk. <laughs> and like, he's he's pretty like physically rough with the kid too. Like, you know, like really like. Yeah, it's a little too aggressive. Yeah, yeah a little too aggressive. Um, Abel goes outside. There's a fox sitting on top of his papers who can talk to him. Okay. I don't know if it's real or not. Right. Um, I did read that this book is supposed to have like magic involved with it. So, you know, probably yes. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes to go deliver his papers. Uh, he delivers a bunch of papers. It seems, seems like everybody in the town's kind of a jerk. Yeah. Like, he delivers the paper and he's just like, all right, if you're late one more time, I'm going to cancel my subscription. And it's like, if, <sighs> if this kid is as on time as possible, like, as it is, you're just a, like a miserable old man mm-hmm. who's just looking for our, to give somebody a hard time. Yeah. Abel's riding along, trying desperately to deliver these papers. A big gust of wind comes and, like, blows all the papers out of his Aww. sack. So they're like... He's, like, trying to, like, scramble to get them back up, but they're all falling apart as they're blowing away. Yeah. And, like, his friends show up, and they're like, hey, what are you doing? It's too late to be, like, delivering papers. It's Saturday. We should be hanging out. Let's do stuff. And the fox is like, totally, let's go do it. Oh, no. He's like the devil on his shoulder, but mm-hmm. there's nobody on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, basically, they convince him to go with them, and um, they just got a new game, and they're going to all play it together and have, like, a total, like, you know, like, just binge fest of, like, playing this game, all-nighter, get some like snacks and stuff like that to go to a convenience store one of their friends doesn't have any money to pay for their snacks they try to bum it off the other like one of the other friends they're like i you owe me already mm-hmm. and then they're like i know what we'll do abel what do you have in your bag and so they, they push all the stuff in abel's bag mm-hmm. and they try to leave Aww. and the, the shop clerk's there and they get trouble they don't call the cops he just calls all their parents and one by one they all get picked up except for abel mm-hmm. and um the clerk's like, I, you know, I know your dad said he was coming so you know do you want me to you want to come inside and wait with me or like mm-hmm. you know he's like no it's all right and so, like, um, his dad rolls up, and, he, like, he's just, you know, a real dick. He picks sure. him up. He doesn't say anything. Like, Abel, Abel's already apologized to the old man. The old man's like, look, kids are going to be kids. Right. But, like, he doesn't understand what he's done. Yeah, he by doesn't calling understand his father. Yeah, how bad this is about to be. Yeah, so they get back to the trailer park where they live, and um, they go to go inside, and, and his dad's like, where are you going? And he's like, I'm going to bed. He's just like, not in here you're not. You sleep outside. Right. You want to be such a big man. <laughs> And, like, he just gives him a bunch of crap, and, like, he just, like, keeps calling him, like, a big man, and he's just, and, like, finally Abel's just like, this is why mom left, because mm-hmm. of you. And he's just like, actually, mom left because of you. And he's like, because we were totally cool until you came along, and then she couldn't handle the responsibility of being a parent, so, yeah, she left because she didn't like you. Mm. And I'm like, I hate you. Yeah. So much. So, um, she, uh, he ends up, like, you know, really, like, pushing all of his buttons to the point where, like, he, like... Ends up saying, like, um, like, oh, no, that's right. He pushes him on the ground, and then, like, he ends up, like, getting in his face, and, like, Abel just says, like, F you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what'd you say? Mm-hmm. And he says it again, and then he screams at him. He's like, that's what I thought. And then he just, like, slaps him down. Yeah. And, like, Abel's like, makes you feel like a really big man, right? Because he keeps calling him, like, you know, like yeah. that. And then, like, his dad turns into the big scary monster that he saw in his dream. Oh. And, like, the big, like, tremendously scary, like, tornado-y monster just screaming his name. And so, like, he makes a run for it. And the fox is like, we got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. So they take the train. And they, like, ride, they, like, jump on top of the train and ride off and, like, Abel ends up getting touched by the monster thing in his chest, and we don't really know what that means, but, like, we they leave, and, mm-hmm. like, they're off on to some sort of adventure. And, like, it's fun because, like, in the extras, 
there's like a little mini like one panel comic thing where like there's a little boy saying like you don't look like a wizard to like a, a farmer mm. and he's like what does a wizard look like and I was like that's cool and like when you see the, the cover for the next book it's like clearly like there is magic out there in the middle west and like somehow his dad's probably involved with it to some degree yeah um, I am wondering how um, much this is going to get into what's psychological like an I kill giants versus just something that like is truly like the ma- barbarian yeah yeah um, or just the legitimate like, being their like god country um We'll see. Like I said, like I hope there is as much depth as there pers- like it seems to be in this book. So you know, we'll see. Cool. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, and I have one last book. Okay. So I figured we'd end on a like a, a not indie book. Sure, sure. Um, DMOMO, uh, not related, but uh, have you ever heard of or played the game Munchkin? Yes. Yeah, we own a we own a couple of versions of Munchkin, including the main one. Uh, well, I am Golden Morlun. Kick Peter ass hard or bad. Oh. He does. Uh, but, you know, he's going to win. But Peter, Peter's going to get the upper hand. Yeah, well, Peter's a plan. Oh, he's a man with a plan. Uh, Heartless Fang, hope you guys had a good holiday. Thanks for always having great content. Oh, Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so the last book I read this week, uh, if you could imagine, it was Justice League Dark. Number five. Yeah. We're, um, just coming off of the witching hour. It's so funny because it's Justice League Dark number five. Clearly we've read so many, or at least two, at least two. Yeah. Three? I can't remember. Uh, additional issues to this because they were spread out during the witching hour yeah. um, for their for their story. Um, they're coming off of that. And uh, this book, this issue focuses heavily on Detective Chimp. If you're a oh. Detective Chimp fan, fan, this is where you jump in. And honestly, like, part of the story you won't need me back around for, and part of the story, you'll figure it out. Okay. You'll, you'll figure it out. Um, basically, it starts off with, like, showing the um, funeral that they had for Jim Rook. The mm. Nightmaster, after yes. he died uh, during DC Metal, you know, allowing mm-hmm. the heroes to escape from the Oblivion Bar. Yeah. Um, and so, like, they're just, like, you know, because t- Tynan and Snyder are <laughs> buddies yep. and, like, apprentice and master, I guess, in a <laughs> yeah. sense. Um, Tynan's totally going with that and, and makes reference to it, of course, doing the Tree of Wonder thing and the whole, like, multiversal, like, collapse and all that. Mm-hmm. Or door opening or whatever. Um, so he's just like, let's, let's talk about Jim Rook and how he died and, like, how they have, like, a funeral for him in the Oblivion Bar and, like, a bunch of, like, magic heavy hitters show up there, which is interesting because I'm like, I feel like we've seen all of these. But no, he just keeps bringing them out. Hmm. Just keeps bringing them out. And um, we see, like, this really cool, like, like sort of, like, parallels to how things are going with, like, the other magic users where they show up and, like, they're talking and, like, having, like, a nice conversation about good memories and, like, fun stories about Jim Rook and, like, the effect that they he had on their lives and just... I like this character that like not a lot of people, at least I, I'm sure fans really think about a lot, but like how these characters were all very much affected by him in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Says, Tynan is writing it. Um, and Detective Chimp's not taking part in any of it. He's just sitting at the bar and drinking. Mm. Because he's like, here's the thing, like I am a detective. Right. Like, I don't think like, like this. Like yeah. he's just he's kind of processing everything in a sense. And so like it's a really cool nine panel grid. Um, but I think it's earned here. Like, it really works because the whole book is not the nine-panel grid. Okay, that's it's good. It's just, like, we, like, we'll check in with the other characters, and then we get, we get a panel or so of, like, Detective Chimp, and, like, typically every so, like, I don't know, five or so panels, like, it just says, like, Detective Chimp drinks, or, like, he takes a drink. Or, yes. Like, whatever. It's just him, like, just kind of feeding his alcoholism, in a sense. Mm-hmm. And um, we see, like, the cast characters there, and, and um, various, like, you know, magic users, and, like, the fact that they mentioned that Jim Rook had a band, and, like, so, like, one of his bandmates will write a song, like, you know, commemorating him in a sense. And because of that, like, 
it goes out into the world and like people become really interested in Jim Rook's music again and okay. so like he lives on it like immortally through that in a sense and right. like they end up having a jam session right there in the Oblivion bar and like all the wizards like kind of revert to like you know like music fest goers like they're all like woo they're just having a good time mm-hmm. and like it's really nice and Detective Shimp's just like and like that's about the time that the Phantom Stranger comes up to, to Phantom oh. Shimp and he's like hey I just want to let you know that like Rook left you the bar so that's your responsibility now <laughs> and also he left you the sword of night yes so mira is your responsibility as well mm. and ship is like he believed in the best parts of me and i can't let him down mm-hmm. and so then we cut to like now like today and like um he and tracy have been running the bar tracy being jim rook's daughter mm-hmm. and um you know She's a witch and all that, and she um, is using magic to help clean everything up after the horrific events that recently happened in the Oblivion Bar, yeah. uh, where Hellfire, uh, who was um, uh, taken over, there's a word for that. Possessed? <laughs> Possessed by Hecate. Um, it burned like all the witches there yes. who couldn't escape. So they're trying to clean it up and kind of bring it back to where it should be. And um, Diana and Zatanna and um, Manbat show up, Kirk. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're going somewhere, clearly. And they're like, we need your help. Like, you have to come with us. We have to do something. Because okay. here's the thing. Constantine and Swamp Thing are trying to hold back what is happening over in Olympus. Because, like, that realm or that dimension is being destroyed by right. the other kind. And um, they're like, it's going to break through. Or it could. And they're trying to hold it back on their own. So, like, what we need to do is they, Constantine seems to think that there's something in Mira that we can use to fight back. Hmm. So you, you're in charge over there, so you gotta you gotta take us over there. Yeah. And you gotta use the sword to cut the portal. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm not doing that. We're not going over there. Trust me. We're not we're not gonna go over there. Mm-hmm. And then, like Zatanna just takes the sword because he's just sitting at the bar and he is drunk. Yeah. And uh, she's just she just picks it up. He's like, hey, you stole my sword. She's like, you that's not stealing if it's laying right there. Mm-hmm. And she's like, don't worry, I, I can use it without him to worry. And she uses it and she goes through. Mm-hmm. And like the tech trip's like, all right, here we go. <laughs> and he goes in there. Good job. And um, he's like, well, nobody listened to him. Like, and yeah. they're like, we have to do this. And he, he won't give them a reason why they shouldn't go. Yeah, which is, like, annoying. Well, he has his reasons for not doing it. Uh, we check in with Constantine and Swamp Thing, and they basically sent Zatanna and Diana on a wild goose chase because they, like, Swamp Thing has given up on life because the Parliament of Trees is dead. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if I die... Like, I don't even know if the green will be taken care of, and I just kind of don't care anymore. Right. And Constantine's like, I don't have the demon blood in me anymore, and, like, I can feel the heaviness in my lungs. I'm dying. Mm -hmm. So they're just going to go out in a blaze of glory. They're like, we'll just try to take care of it ourselves without them knowing, because they'll try to stop us. Yeah. And um, what they're trying to stop is, um, well, not really Dr. Fate, but Dr. Fate. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah. Like, Nabu? Yes. So, like, Nabu shows up, and he's just like, oh, yeah, your friend said not to, like, you shouldn't fight me. I, remember, I, remember I said that that was stupid? You shouldn't do that? And they're like, I, we don't care. So, like, Swamp Thing taps into some primal force of magic and gets gigantic, and then Constantine uses, like, some crazy spells that he learned from a bunch of different Necronomicons. He's just like, I never had a taste for casting these because of the cost or whatever, and, like, I didn't want to hurt myself or others or, like, the planet, depending on the day. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, but I don't really care right now. So he goes and he uses that. And, and, like, Fate's, like, or Nabu or whatever is, like, why, why would you do that? It was stupid. Mm-hmm. Why would, why, what are you doing? And then from behind Fate, the Phantom Stranger shows up. And he's, like, hey. <laughs> and Nabu's, like, mm, I was kind of wondering when you would show up. 
He's just like, they weren't trying to attack you. They were trying to get the attention of the bigger magic users. We should talk. Mm. So, like, they go off to, like, do whatever they're going to do, right? Yeah. And um, we also earlier, Kirk uh, is very interested in learning more about magic mm-hmm. because he took the vase back who has the other Dr. Fate in it, and he's trying to figure out how to help him. Sure. So he's going to try to use science and magic, but he's trying to study magic, so he's going on the trip with them to Mira because he's heard how magical the place is. Okay. So he's like, maybe I could learn something there, and maybe we'll see the other Dr. Fate come back. Yeah. Um, so anyway, over in Mira, um, like things are not well. Like The ground's all unstable, yeah. and there's like all these crazy skeletons, and like Ooh. Zatanna's like, I thought this place was like like sword and sorcery kind of thing. What happened? Why is it all George Romero on us? And he's just like, yeah, I did this. Like, Detective Shimp's like, I cast this spell, and I messed up. Like, he messed up real bad. And that's why he didn't want to go back, because, like, he got... Well, yeah, but he also got to be a hero with them for a little bit. And then he's just like, I, for a second, I kind of was living up yeah. to what Jim thought I was, and I'm not. I'm a total, like, screw-up. And then, like, a dragon shows up, and they fight the dragon, and, like, a whole little, like like, battalion rides up and they're helping out as well and like diana's like detective shrimp a battalion she's the one that slays the dragon by the way she's like okay yeah i I know how to deal with this yeah um so like a battalion rides up and she's like she's like they're coming he's just like yeah i know and there's like a big guy on the horse on horseback and he's just like hey dan and like the this like unseen being is just like you screwed up we had a pact what'd you do and, like, earlier you had seen this character at the funeral, but, like, it's it's Blue Devil. Oh, no! Blue Devil has been, like, in Mira, and, like, he owed, like, Jim Rook a huge favor because, like, when he became Blue Devil, Jim Rook taught him how to live with his new reality, oh. and he owed him for that. And I don't know what happened between him and Detective Chimp, but you got this crazy, like, barbarian version of Blue Devil. Wow. Just floating around. I was just like, what are the odds? We recently do a book on Good, Bad, and Ugly that features Blue Devil. So I have, like, some frame of yeah, reference Yeah, so you're like, I know character. who this is. Yeah. And then he just rides up, and I'm like... What a, what a far departure. Wow. But that's, that's awesome. <laughs> Good, Bad, and Ugly, man. That's a great show that allows us to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's weird to see them. I saw a couple of, like, posts on, like, the r slash conflicts subreddit that, like, will refer to things that we just start... Like, uh, what was it? Um... Somebody was like, hey, do you guys remember the Magneto series in the 90s starring Joseph? I'm like, (laughs) yes, I do. Yeah. Because we did a whole show about it. But anyway, that's awesome. That's Mm -hmm. actually a really fun reveal. What a great last page, holy crap moment. Yeah. It's so funny because he was clearly there at the funeral, but I really didn't think twice about it, even though they had referenced Phantom Stranger. I was like, that's why we did the whole Yeah. We wanted to reference him. Fine, cool, whatever. And then, nope, he also just left Blue Devil over there, I guess. I don't know. So I'm hooked yet again. I really can't wait to see how Detective Chimp is going to redeem himself from this. Because I kind of like his character, honestly. Like, yeah. he's a self-hating, like, ape. Right. That sounds fun. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm down. Um, oh, also, it's so funny because, like, when um, Diane and Zatanna go to the Oblivion Bar mm-hmm. to pick up Detective Chimp, they're like, we gotta go. There's, like, something crazy going on. He's just like, there's always something crazy going on. There's always an apocalyptic thing. Like, three days ago, everybody on Earth was a fish person. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So. That's amazing. Good call, though. Right? I was like, yeah, it's just fun. Just yeah. fun. 
Wow. So for me, this is is definitely recommend. But like I said, the only part that might be confusing for people that they jump on now is the what Constantine and Swamp Thing are doing. Right. I mean, they do try to do what they can to explain what's going on there. But like I said, like for the Detective Chimp part, like yeah, yeah, like it's it's well worth it, especially if you're a fan of the character. Because I know he he I know there's some people who like him. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I recommend that too. Um. Mr. Roboto, uh, idea Thor earns back his hammer. Who writes it? Azarello. Earns back his hammer. Azarello? Yeah. Because who cares? I mean, I do like what Miller's Aaron... dead. It's broken. It right. went in the sun. Well, He's I... not going to earn it back. It's gone. You can't <laughs> earn could. it back. It's he dead. He could. I, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I'm kind of a fan of what Aaron's been doing. Right. I think Aaron... I think like, Aaron's going to give him has, back in any way. Yeah, but I, I, I just feel like he's like, he's been trying to really build a true understanding of the character from, like, the... like. Big, the, from the beginning to the end in a sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. telling stories from all in between. So, like, mm-hmm. I feel like he has such a, like... Not even just understanding, but, like, love of the character. Yes. Um, and, I mean, like, again, like, I, I watched him tear down Strange and, like, start to build himself back or mm-hmm. allow himself to build himself back. I, I think he could do it. I yeah. think he could do it. Uh, alternatively, a, a terrible idea, mm-hmm. Grant Morrison. Yeah, absolutely. It's the worst idea I've heard. <laughs> I don't like Azarello either, but he does neat stuff with gods. Yeah, he does. He really does. But, uh, yeah. Ga- oh, Gaiman. Oh, yeah, Gaiman would do a great job. Yeah. I take I take it back, Gaiman. Screw Azarello. Gaiman actually likes comics, so that worked out great. Yeah, and he yeah, he just wrote that book on Norse mythology, so yeah. 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 Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Well that's my answer now. There you go. So we're gonna recommend <laughs> some books that come out this week that you think we we think you should check out. Okay, and while you're recommending yours You'll look up yours. I will pretend like I already had this taken care yeah. of. Yeah. Well, Amazing Spider Man number ten comes out with the worst cover of the series. Uh I hate it so much because, like, you could have done anything with this idea and instead you did literally nothing. Um, the idea is that, like, oh no, um, the leader of the Thieves Guild has caught Spider-Man and Black Hat in their treasure trove. Right. And, you know, the whole theme is, the- is, is, is theft. Yes. Thievery. So the next issue, issue 10, uh, from um, Spencer and Ramos, is that the cover itself was stolen. Right? Like, oh no, the cover was stolen. And in the last issue, they did like a preview page where it was a black page with a little red box that this cover is stolen. As if to like prevent you from knowing what the cover is. This is just a blank cover with crime scene, with a crime scene vector over it a couple times. And a really bad Photoshop box was a, with a really, really, really bad typeface it on it. It looks really old. I think it looks really cheap. Well, like I, it looks like an intern did it. it this looks like those uh, Marvel does the the preview page where they tell you what happens mm-hmm. they're always done by some intern because they're horribly written they're they have grammatical errors sometimes they have spelling mistakes they're poorly designed mm-hmm. most of the time they look like garbage and this looks like they just gave some stupid intern a shot they have like a PNG of black cat and a bunch of really bad vector crime scene tape um it looks really stupid. Okay. The book itself is great, and it's actually, like, finally on the upswing. This is a great time to be a Spider-Man fan if you like Peter Parker Spider-Man. Uh, pick up issue nine to get more on board, but this issue looks fun. I read the preview, and it's really, really solid. I'm just, I'm on board. Okay. Obviously, they're going to try and make Mary Jane part of this friggin', 
you know, a support group. Right. Uh, and they're gonna push that. You know, they're she's they're gonna be like, oh, she thinks that she's strong enough to handle it. But like, it turns out you need friends and people. Like, you know, okay, I get it. Uh, but it's still like it, that's the kind of thing you expect from a Spider-Man book. Right. You should and you should enjoy it. Um, Return of Wolverine number three comes out. Uh, unfortunately, it's still drawn by Declan Shalvey, so it's not going to look the way it should. Okay. Uh, but it's a good story that's really cool. It also teases the idea that the X-Men are finally going to like be reunited with Wolverine, even though we've been reunited with Wolverine since uh, a year ago. Right. Uh, but that being said, it's a fun, cool story. Soul knows how to bring back Wolverine just like he knew how to kill him. And... <laughs> As much as it's hurting from, like, not getting McNiven's art, uh, you get some McNiven covers, which are kind of cool, I guess. So, you know. There's, there's a, like, something. It's, yeah. It's just that the last issue just was not up to snuff in terms of art. Right. And it's too bad. I love Declan Shalvey's art, and I think he does a great job. His Moon Knight is immaculate. This Wolverine book? Uh, no. Uh, Heroes in Christ number three continues to be a train wreck that I just can't stop reading. Uh, it takes about five minutes to read each issue, so feel free to do that. Uh, and Tom King continues to bury the nine-panel format. Uh, so please, if you uh, hate comics and want to see Return of the New 52, uh, read uh, Heroes in Christ number three. I'm sure it will promise to continue to disappoint and frustrate. Uh, definitely pick that up, because damn it. Uh, this series is just so stupid. Okay. Just such a bunch of crap. Okay. You got any recommendations for us? Uh, I'm trying really hard to find anything that's right? really Right? It's really hard. Books next... of Magic number two comes out. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. There's that. Um, I, I'm trying. I'm like scrolling through. It's really hard for me to look at the site sometimes. Yeah, I know. It's all um, oh, really we're using ComicList.com, by the way, which yeah, uh, regrettably re removed their ability to like have their own previews, and instead they do a share a sale link to Tifa. Yeah, which I'm not gonna buy. Which sucks. Uh, I, I'm not saying I'm recommending it, but I, I like the concept of Dead Man Logan coming out. Yeah, uh, they're the idea being they're ending. Lo like old man Logan is going away. Yep. Uh, he's dying. He's sick from adamantium from the adamantium coating in his skin or a skeleton okay skin. like in the movie yeah yeah it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah um but i guess it's like it's just him kind of going out with a bang you know what i mean mm -hmm. like, like he's trying not to slaughter the x-men before he dies yeah right it's a tall order exactly by the way really quick aside uh scoro was saying that doomsday clock's coming out next week no it's not no it was solicited a couple weeks ago but it's delayed so no doomsday so clock. You're, you, don't worry. So, you know. You'll definitely in. I think forget I think maybe everything. Maybe the 5th or something. In any event, uh, no doomsday clock for you. No. So, no, yeah. That's unfortunate. Dead Man Logan, I, I've been, like, on the fence. I feel bad. I feel weird and bad about buying the book because I didn't really read much Old Man Logan. Really? And I feel like, I, uh, do I really want to read, like, the, just, like, the series where they kill him off and get I rid of it? the reason I'm the most interested in it is to see how they're going to handle the, like, old, the origins of Old Man Logan. You know what I mean? Like, where this all started with, like, yeah. that original, like, graphic novel or trade or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. um, like, are they going to say, like, hey, look, that was a different place? Or mm -hmm. are they going to, like, try to find a way to... They could have had him kill the new... Like the the time displaced young action. 
Instead of yeah, they could have stuck him in uh, extermination. He is an extermination. I think he's turned into a acolyte. Then like, haha, there you still did it, but you didn't. It's okay. Right. So uh, he's not going to be any venom T Rexes in, in your future. It's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like things have, have changed and shifted for him so much. Um, I, yeah. I don't know. I think it's it's an interesting concept. And I don't know. I'm like weirdly fascinated with books where characters are are at their end. Yes, of course. I mean, the, well, it's because... like I've got a fascination with death. Right. But uh, no, that, that's a cool concept, and it's done really well. Uh, when it's done really well, it's really, really captivating. Yes, it's again, like it's kind of messed up. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm sure there are other books that, like, when I'm actually going through, I see that Ironheart's getting a new Ironheart's getting her own book, number one, with her, with her, with her very colorful, very distinctly different, her own character costume. Sure. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, I don't read Iron Man either, so it's not like for me, well, it's not bug. really like out of character for me not to read that book. Exactly. I don't Image. Ca- I've seen a lot of Iron Ironheart. I've seen her in action. I used to read yeah. the Champions. I've seen her on the. I used to read the Iron Man book. Uh, I don't care about the character. Is, I'm not gonna read. Her is series. next Wednesday a fifth Wednesday? Uh, oh, yeah, I guess so. Because I just noticed, like, Image has like four books. <laughs> yeah, like four or five books, and that's really it. Yeah, coming out. Mm-hmm. One of them's a new book, which I was like, ooh, I don't know if you have faith in that. Yeah, when it come out. Anyway. Oh, and uh, Daredevil might be dying in the next issue. I don't remember if it's this issue or it's the following one, but the death of Daredevil's coming. Yeah, and that's a. That's going to be cool. Yeah. By the way, uh, I think that when Daredevil dies, he's going to go to Valhalla. You think he's going to... That would kill him. He's going to go up there and be like, this is not what I believe in. Yeah. Where is the, where's the penance? That's, that's like Donald. In, that's like the reverse of Donald in 1602. Yeah, exactly. Actually, no, it's not the reverse. It's exactly that. Yeah. I think he's going to go to Valhalla, and he's going to become the new Heimdall. What? They all seeing? Yeah. That's kind of crazy. I think that's just a neat idea. It's a little Marvel concept for you for like, oh, let's do something new and different with Daredevil. He goes to hell. And like Odin's like, you're a great warrior. Welcome. Here's your mead. And Matt's like, no. <laughs> no, that's, this isn't what it's supposed to be. Where's the clouds and angels? Where's my, where's Karen? <laughs> where's the harp? Yeah. Oh, she didn't go to Valhalla. <laughs> Karen, Karen is in neither place you think you want to go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry. No, no. So, oh, go. by the way, really quickly, not that this helps anybody right now, and I, I thought about tweeting it, but by the time I caught what was going on, they were almost all gone. Yeah. This is why you gotta watch out for Black Friday, because I'll tell you, or not Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Amazon was selling the hardcover of Saga, the first volume, for $23. Wow. I was like, Wow. I can't justify having another Another copy of (laughs) Saga Volume 1. Well, it's just all, it's like, that volume collects like a whole bunch of issues. Yeah. It's that hardcover with with, um, Mm -hmm. Hazel breastfeeding on the cover. Yes. Yeah. I was like, you gotta watch out for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because like, yeah. Yeah. And also, and here's a a, a tip that's, for you, those of you watching in the future, this isn't going to help you at all. Mm -hmm. Not even remotely. But those of you who are students and or educators, um, right now, if you want to get Adobe Creative Cloud, you can do so for for the entire year for two hundred dollars. That's awesome. It's unprecedented. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Like if you don't have any sort of subscription, now you can two hundred dollars for those of you who are in who want to use the photoshops. Yeah. And the stuffs from your phone or whatever. Right. Go for it. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. Kevin Kruger says, uh, Tiff, will you ever do Neil Gaiman's Books of Magic for back issues? Ah, uh, maybe. I don't know how much. Mm, I, I don't know. I think I would do Lucifer before I did. Probably a good idea. Magic. 
Well, I would do a turnout before I did either of those. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Mr. Roboto, why can't old man Logan just be the current Logan? Because uh, he's old. And because he has a lot of baggage. <laughs> and Algae Try can't watch since work, but here's some cash to help keep the lights on for oh. about five minutes. Thank you very much, Algie. Thank Al-T. you so much. You are keeping the lights on. We yes. do appreciate it, man. Uh, but thank you all so much for hanging out with us. Uh, we will see you guys next week with an all-new episode of Off the Rack. And, of course, stay tuned for more here on Comic Pop. Subscribe, click the bell to get notifications, and, of course, see us here uh, at least three to five days a week. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to scale back a little bit. Okay. I'm thinking we might want to make it three updates a week instead of five. Okay. Uh, and the reason for that is simple. Uh, Y'all don't watch it all at once. So, yeah. you know. You got a lot to watch. We get it. Yeah. We get it. But, uh, and plus, like, our shows are long. So, yeah. you know, it's like, it, we make it work. We don't want to make it a marathon uh, for you. Yeah, but we're shooting a lot of stuff this week. I'm very excited about so, uh, but by the way, if you want to know more about that, if you want to get the inside look behind the curtain, go over to patreon.com slash comic pop mm-hmm. and help us out there. You'll get weekly updates and, of course, early access to back issues, and we're trying to work out work making new exclusive content just for the patrons. So check that out. See if it's something for you, and see if it's in your budget. If it is, you know, we would appreciate it. If it's not, yeah, that's fine. No big deal. You know, we still got here, and this channel is always going to be free. So yeah. catch mm-hmm. it here. Uh, that's it. Thanks a lot for watching. <laughs> so long, everybody. Bye. Bye.